This is the Act Like a Man podcast, taking manhood back. Our Victory Green Hills family, this is Pastor Dennis again, and I feel like that I, I needed to share a word for us today as I was praying through what I believe God wants to say to us as a church. And uh, this came about as I was looking through some of the prayer requests, some of the sentiments that our people have regarding the situation that we are experiencing now. And there are two things, two major things that our a lot of people are experiencing now uh, in regards to number one, the virus and the disease. And uh, we've already heard reports of some members and some members, family and relatives who are tested positive with the COVID virus. And the second uh, thing that uh, is in the top of the mind of a lot of people today is the effect of this uh, in their financial life and the lack that would happen uh, in the coming months if this continues to persist. So, But as a believer, there are two kinds of story we can believe. We can b- believe the story that things will really, really, really be bad or we can believe in the story of hope. And I've interviewed so many people in my podcast in Act Like a Man uh, like Sila Willie, uh, uh, business people who are in our church, people who are working uh, a nine-to-five job, and many of them have embraced an outlook of hope. And it's a choice that we're going to have to make as a follower of Jesus, whether I would now move on to a narrative of fear and uncertainty or to live my life in the hope that Christ offers us. And as many are moving in fear for what is happening because of the present realities, how should we see things in light of our faith in Christ Jesus? One of the questions being asked now is how do we act in the midst of scarcity? Would little movement happening around in the lockdown, how do we get back to our feet? I, I want to go back to the days when Tammy and I got married. This was 2005. I was starting out in ministry. I left the family business and I've been in ministry for three years. And in my first two years, I was not uh, being paid by the ministry. I was doing it out of love. I needed to do side jobs so that I could, uh, so that I could uh, feed myself and uh, earn some money. So when Tammy and I got married, we were under, uh, what do you call that? Under budget. In short, uh, we were we were always in lack. And I remember the times we would open our computer during our date nights and we would do an Excel sheet of the money that comes in and the money that comes out and how we can budget things. And no matter how hard we tried, uh, no matter how hard we stared at the Excel file, uh, we knew that there was no way the money we had could turn into a positive cash flow. Uh, there would be dates that we would have where we would share a drink and then we'll just uh, close the laptop and just pray to the Lord and ask for the Lord to provide for our needs. So, question, what do we do? And as a couple, what did we do at the time when we were uh, in lack? And uh, we had we came up with something, and I call this now the attack the lack plan. Okay, and Tammy and I had to learn how to attack the lack because we were in lack, and we needed more 
finances to come in during that time early on in our marriage and we were uh, expecting our firstborn and so we didn't know what to do so we said let's have a plan it's called the attack the lack plan which i want to share to all of you today so the attack of lack plan requires a supernatural uh, divine intervention because we knew humanly it is impossible for us to be able to accomplish our goals uh, even of financial peace and freedom because of the limitations that we have and many are in the same plate now uh, because of what's happened so we have our three s to attack the lack in our lives and let me share that to you number one is that you you have to learn how to simplify okay life is simple and i preach this for more than a decade uh, already in our church i've always mentioned this you can review all our youtube videos from the past until now one of my most favorite lines is this life is simple okay when i had to leave our family business to be in campus missionary i knew i had to simplify my life i wasn't going to earn big in fact my first two years i had uh, my salary was thank you god bless no, because uh, the church had no uh, means to support me and fund the ministry that I wanted to do. And getting married made things uh, not complicated for us. Getting married made things more simple for us. Because I've already embraced a simpler lifestyle when I was single. Uh, I had to introduce Tammy, which was so easy for my part as the husband, to make things more simpler for us. You know, our happiness is correlated with our contentment. If you need more stuff to make you happy, I'm telling you, you are going to be very, very miserable. So to simplify means knowing your basic needs and knowing also what your wants are. So Tammy and I uh, work to cover the basic needs of our life, which is food, clothing shelter and education for our kids and we knew this is what we needed in life and everything else was a bonus for us so to make it work you need to budget something many people don't like to budget write down your expenses and get used to doing it no every peso counts so at the moment of lack in our lives every peso counts the less money you have the more it counts Right, So every peso needed to have a name. So we put a name to every peso. I remember when we were doing our Excel, the first on our list was tights that we would not let go even though how negative we think we are, we're not letting go of this 10%. We're going to give it to the kingdom of God because God has been faithful to us and I'll share more stories later. And then I put we put a certain percentage of uh of offering where we give to the poor and we give to uh, missionaries and we said these are the two non-negotiables plus the third one which is our savings which would later be our investment and we would put a certain percentage for our savings right so tithes offering savings uh, we were sure already it's untouchable we're, we're not gonna touch it it's gonna remain there everything else we can now move around i remember the first few years of our married life we would go to this chinese restaurant I won't mention the name already it was an eat all you can restaurant and we would only pay 128 pesos 
so that's around less than $3 to celebrate milestones in our lives, whether it was my birthday, whether it was a simple uh, celebration that we would do, something happened, something really good happened, we would go to that Chinese restaurant and eat our hearts out. We were so drowned with MSG after. But we love that place. It reminds us so many things. And it reminded us of this point number one, that life is simple. You know, today we have four kids and we have learned how to simplify more and minimize even eating out, which would require 70% more than uh, eating inside your house. And we've learned how to cook healthy, delicious meals at home with vegetables and chicken. Uh, it is far, way, far, way cheaper than eating out. So those are some practical tips that we had when we would simplify our lives right. uh, with our kids instead of embracing a mall culture you know every time you go to the mall you have to spend you have to eat uh, whether it's a fast food you have to drop off the kid somewhere somebody needs to buy something so instead of embracing a mall culture we also simplified by letting our kids play outside the house uh, we are blessed with neighbors who have young kids as well and we have maximized the relationships that we have here in our neighborhood where our kids can ride a bike run around, sit on the grass, enjoy the free things of life. So, question, what are some things you can simplify in your life? So that's number one. How to attack your life is you have to learn how to simplify. Number two is the word sacrifice. Right. The second way Tammy and I attack our lack was to make sacrifices. Now, when I say to make sacrifice, I really do mean sacrifice. Sacrifice uh, entails a lot of, uh, uh, involves a lot of pain. May sakit siya, may, may, may tama pag sacrifice. No? And the first thing we had to sacrifice is our wants so we can provide our kids what they need and so that we can also support the work of the kingdom of God. And so we had to sacrifice. We knew what we were getting into. I was a campus missionary. My wife was marrying a campus missionary who might look like Chinese, but not really, you know, the wallet was thick because of the receipts. So to sacrifice also means for us to sacrificially give our time, our effort, and even our finances, even though we knew it would hurt. So the Bible tells us, right, give, and it will come back to you, pressed down, shaken together, running over will be poured into your lap. Now, when, when people hear this verse, some of them are saying, oh, I, here we go again with that verse. You know, it's so easy. You know, that's why people give because of, of that. But let me tell you, many have complained about this verse being selfish. But yet I see it in another light. I see this as sacrificial. You can't get past the second part. You can't go past the second part without applying the first part, okay? Without going through the first part. First part, then second part. First part, give. Second part, it will come back to you. How will it come back to you? Press down, shake it together, running over will be poured into your lap. I'll give you an illustration. Diet, right? How many percentage of people that we know are really healthy? Mm. Okay, I can give you time, okay? Not a lot. Not a lot of people are healthy. Not a lot of people are in their right weight. Why? 
Because you have to eat right. You have to exercise. So, if I put diet in this verse, it would sound something like this. This. Eat right, exercise, and it will come back to you. Press down, shaken together, running over, health will be poured into your lap. Mm. How many people eat right? How many people exercise? You know why not a lot? Because it requires what? Sacrifice. As followers of Jesus, we are called to a path of sacrifice. To a path where there's a lot of pain in becoming a follower of Jesus. Right? And giving is one of them. And that's why Jesus rebuked a lot of rich people uh, during his time because uh, it requires a lot of sacrifice and the rich young ruler could not sacrifice. He could not give off what was truly valuable in his heart. To sacrifice is to give up idols in our lives. To sacrifice is to say, this no longer matters or value as it's not as valuable as much as the kingdom of God or my faith in Christ or helping others sacrifice. Are you willing to sacrifice? You know, when we hear of our medical frontliners, what they are doing now is sacrifice. They're sacrificing. Why are they sacrificing? Because in the long term, we can combat this virus and defeat this virus. But somebody has to sacrifice. Now, when it comes to us who are stuck at home, what can we do? We give. Sacrificially give. Even when it hurts. When we know we have to save up during at this, at this dark hour of our nation. I encourage you to give even when it hurts. Give because it tests our hearts. The Bible speaks of bringing the tithe into the storehouse. You know, I could not understand this concept as a young Chinese businessman. I, I, I grew up with the thought process that every time I give, it's a loss. I was trained that everything you give is counted to the loss uh, category of business until I experienced it firsthand uh, working for our business. I remember the time I was the marketing. I was in marketing. I was going out and selling our textile in Divisoria. And we had a very slow year. And uh, uh, at the time, I was, uh, I was a fresh graduate. Oh, no, I was a working st student at the time. And, I, and, and we've never reached our goal for almost a year. And I remember uh, attending one of our conferences. It was called Philippine Invasion at the time in CCP. CCP ba or PICC? I forgot already. But it was uh, Pastor Jiray at the time who was preaching. And he was preaching about uh, giving and offering and tithes. And he challenged the church at the time. We were not a big church at the time. And he challenged us, you know, why won't you test God in this? He says, tithe is something that is required of us. Going beyond the tithe is generosity. And in some ways, sacrificial. I said, you know what? I've given my tithes at times, not all the time, but to go past the tithe, you know, I was, but ko gagawin yan? Lugi na ako. Di ba, nagsisimula lang ako sa buhay. I'm starting out, I'm new uh, in business, I need to earn a lot of money, you know, and, and I, I need to prove myself to the world. But I remember that time going home, I was talking to my sister, Arlene, and 
And both of us decided, you know what? Why don't we start believing God? Since we've never reached our quota, we've never reached our target, why won't we give beyond our 10%? And I remember deciding to give, uh, I think, 12% at that time. You know, I'll, I'll add 2%, right? And that was the selfish me, still counting, you know? And, uh, and a few weeks after, our dad called us to a family meeting, a business meeting, and he said, you know what? I'm going to change things up. Okay, since we've never reached our quota, he says, here's what I'll do. Here's now the new quota. And he increases the goal of the company, which is really shrewd of my dad to do so. And he says, if you reach this goal, I'm going to give you 1% commission of the entire sales of the company. Oh, I tell you, I, when, when I heard the news, I was so excited because I knew this was the verse that was not just only going to test me and my sister. This was a verse that was going to test God because we've never reached that goal. And my dad gave us a bigger goal, a higher goal. And so it needed a supernatural divine intervention. Arlene and I started tithing and giving beyond our tithe starting that month, even before my dad had a meeting. You know what happened the next month? Mm -hmm. God showed up. We reached our goal. We got a 1% commission from the entire sales of the company. You know how many times we got the commission? We got the commission nine months out of the 12 months that we were working in the company. I, I could, you know, those were the days that I've, I've sowed into missionaries, into uh, planting churches, because God has richly blessed us. It came to a point that I doubled what I gave because I knew God was faithful. Sacrifice. Give, and it will come back to you. You can't go to, it will come back to you unless you first sacrifice and learn how to give. Which ties me up to my third point. You have to sow into the kingdom of God. As a church, we started seeing God poured out so much blessing when we started giving the little that we have as Victory Green Hills to help other churches, plant churches, send missionaries, and support campus missionaries. At the time, we planted the church in 2007 of November. And I remember we had a goal of um, in, in, in a year's time, we would be self-supporting as a church. But then since day one, through the help of the mentorship and leadership also of Chinky, who was there uh, with me, Chinky Tan, and, and our other pastors, you know, Victory Greenhills, as a family, we decided that we were going to be generous. One of the highlights, personally for me, in, in the ministry is when we did our Bless Other Sunday when we were still in Music Museum. In that year, we were able to send a college student to school. She was working in a fast food chain and studying, but she was an honor student. So in her last year, the whole church decided to give money for her tuition fee so that she didn't have to work in that fast food chain and just concentrate on, on her study. Because of the generosity that we have sown, 
to this girl. This girl now is our campus missionary, Kat Napolitano Fuentes. Now, and uh, she has blessed and raised so many students today. Our campus ministry is thriving and booming. And one of those reasons is the leadership and the ministry of Kat Fuentes. It's amazing what God can do, right? We also saw others give away their car, branded bags, and uh, girl stuff, iPads, laptops to strangers. As a church, we combated and we attacked the spirit of materialism in our city, and we've learned how to sow. And this was the spirit of generosity that has carried us for the past decade, for more than 12 years now. From 250 members at that time, we have grown to 4,000 people. And the same spirit of generosity, of sacrificial giving is alive and well in our church. From the different relief efforts we did in our city to how we are responding to our present crisis, uh, I am amazed. You know, I, I, I look at how not only our church staff, our admins, our pastors, but our leaders and our members have responded to this crisis is truly inspiring. Uh, let me share to you some stories of the early COVID crisis that we have and how our church have responded. When Pastor Joash learned that we needed to feed the police frontliners, uh, in an hour, we were able to raise money enough, more than enough, to feed our police force. And uh, Pastor Joas had to stop our people from giving. And we haven't made any social media announcement at this time. This was a few people that we've informed. And it was more than enough money needed to feed our police. Also, uh, during the time when our, the whole staff was under quarantine because Green Hills was the first place that got affected, one of our staff also, uh, Chell Season, who's our campus missionary, organized a simple donation drive to help the frontliners in San Juan Medical City. And, and through her and her friend's effort, they were able to give a substantial amount of donation uh, to to the hospital. Later on, we would learn that the medical director of San Juan Medical, Dr. Acosta, is actually attending our church. It's just amazing how God would tie things up for, for us. When we sow seeds into the kingdom of God and its causes, we will never fail to see God move in our midst. I am amazed at our church staff who are willing to sacrifice to keep sacrifice to keep things moving and volunteering to make things happen in our city. I am amazed at some of our leaders who would uh, remain nameless, who has helped coordinate the housing in the RITM in Alabang. Grabe from San Juan umabot pang Alabang. No, natumutulong yung mga members natin. Our doctors who are uh, Working in Cardinal, doctors, nurses, and medical staff working in Cardinal uh, Santos Hospital and in San Juan Medical uh, City who haven't gone home so as to contain the contamination of this virus. I'm also amazed at stories of our business people who've started Facebook groups and has uh, literally donated hundreds of thousands through their networks to our different uh, hospitals and barangays. All of these are being done organically. These are people who have been empowered and they've, they've, they've gotten the concept of what it means to live for the kingdom of God. 
Yo, natutuwa lang ako kasi hindi sayang yung mga preaching na ginagawa po namin week in and week out talking about the kingdom of God and how the church should continue to rise and respond in this hour of our nation. Let's pray as we end. Father, we thank you for this time. Lord, we pray, God, that the church, specifically our church, would respond in this nation's darkest hour. Lord, that we would learn first and foremost in our own household to simplify things, to simplify our lives, to really embrace what is essential. And Lord, learning how to let go or delay our... I pray, Lord, that we would be the church today, Lord, that would operate in the spirit of faith, in the spirit of courage, in the spirit of love. Lord, thank you so much. Lord, I pray, God, that you would provide even for our own household. We petition our Lord for a supernatural provision that would flow in our midst, in our church, and in our nation. Lord, I know, God, that even as we give, it will come back to us. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, uh, it would flow and overflow in our laps. So I pray, God, Lord, that we would continue to move in the generosity. Uh, Lord, we would continue to move in generosity, embracing the heart of God today. Though we pray this in Jesus' name.